This is Two Girls, One Mike, the show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn. Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the porncast that encourages you to ring in the New Year's with a bang or gangbang porn, whatever your kink may be. I'm Yvette, your co-host, and here is my lovely co-host, Alice. We've been looking at our porn <laughs> year in review, and we've been having a great time. Alice, how are you doing today? I don't think I'm going to ring in my New Year with a gangbang, but you know what? Fingers crossed. You know. Um, labia crossed, I guess. You're always just one fuck away from a gangbang. You never know what's going to happen the next one. You can't predict it. I mean, just like a porn, you know, someone might just walk in, storm through the door and be like, you know what? I'm going to join. Who knows? You know, and they could be like in a cream of wheat box. That's, that's happened to us. Like, we, well, not us. Playing a saxophone. Yet. Hey, yet. Yet. A girl can hope. Yeah. Like I said, like you're always, you're one fuck away from being a porn star. You're you're one fuck away from your next really weird fuck. You don't know. You do I mean, you you probably know. It's not going to be I mean, that I weird. I know all the weird fucks I've had. They they were weird. Uh we're not going to talk about those right now. That's Patreon content. You want to know more about the shit that I've done in my life? You hop onto our Patreon and you you get the vaults, okay? Okay, maybe not the whole vault, but you get like the first layer of the vaults. Chapter one. Like the rest of my vault is in Gringotts and I lost my ability to get to Diagon Alley a long fucking time ago. You mean Diaphragm Alley. Diaphragm Alley. With fuck Hagrid! <laughs> oh my god. I To anyone who missed our episode on Harry Potter... Well, that's just your fault. Please go back and listen. That was a character name. Please don't fucking... Don't, if you're going to send me hate mail, I don't fucking give a shit. Uh, move, <laughs> moving on. So I enjoy hate mail. It keeps me alive. It's rage fuels me. Ex- you know, except for in porn. That would be... Well, there's probably a... There's a fetish for that, probably. There probably is. Just hate mail porn. Porn that leads into actual sex, potentially, of having sex with the person who wrote you the hate mail. I wonder if the people who send me hate mail want to fuck me. That's a possibility. It's very possible. If the food babe consented, she's bangable with a, you know, with, with a ball gag in. So I don't have to listen to her say anything. I'm a bad person, okay? I, I've never denied that. I'm a kind person. I'm not a nice person. <laughs> There's a big difference. So anyways, we're, we have been talking about our uh, year or our, our, you know, the part of the year we have spent together doing this wonderful project and the porn year in review. So what's, let's, it's, as you are our listy person, let's, let's go, let's talk about this. I know, but before we get into that, I feel like I need to share something that a friend shared to me that I kind of need to share with the world. Let's share this with the world. So a girlfriend came to me recently and said to me, Alice, I'm so excited, but I have no one else to share this amazing news with. And I said, what is it? And she said that a guy propositioned her for a male on male and female threesome. threesome. Yeah. (gasps) Like two males, one female. You mean the good kind? Yes. The ones that we want? The unicorns. Yeah. Oh my God. I know. That's a thing someone did. Okay. I just... I'm just saying. All I'm saying is this is one of the happiest moments in her life. I literally, you know how people start crying at at weddings? I started like happy crying for her in that moment. 
I mean, next to weddings, childbirth, graduation, like your dream job. This is up there top five easily, right? This is really fucking solid. And I mean, here's the thing. I have I have dabbled in both. I have love for all orientations of threesome. But I've had either, uh, and they're both delightful. But it is just so rare to find the gentleman that isn't like, I'm not going to be in the same room with another penis. I, that's, it's like, really, guy? You're in the same room as two naked women, too. My God. Here's the best part. So she reported back, actually, because it recently happened. She said it went fantastic. Both are well endowed. Both are non-committal and don't want, you know, she's not in a relationship with either of them. So neither of them want to make it weird moving forward. So yeah, I was so happy for her. So that's really cool that your friend had a great experience. And that just, so the, and the guys suggested that, how did, was it her boyfriend or were they just friends who, were they already friends with benefits? Don't know the backstory. It seems like friends with benefits or someone she had relations with. But yeah, I'm just, I'm so happy for her because it's just, I mean, men, I know there is this fantasy of, you know, wanting two chicks at the same time, but women dream the opposite. I'm just letting you know. So if you have a pal or you have a guy where it's like you're not pals with and you'd be okay with ramming one girl. There is a good statistical probability a woman will consent to that easier than two chicks, one guy. I'm just saying. I don't know if I am the exception to, to the rule. I, I'm a bisexual woman. I'm like, just throw genitalia at me and I'll be happy. So maybe not throw it. That that could hurt. I, I mean, I don't know where it would land or what. Like, do you throw it directly at my mouth, at my hand, like at my... Where does that go when you throw genitalia? I mean, what if you're just really good at juggling? I can juggle, actually. Oh my god, can you juggle some dildos for our patrons? Oh my god, we sh next time we're- I can juggle balls, I don't know, dildos might be difficult. I believe in you. I believe in you. Oh yes, we can do this. I'm gonna try to become proficient at dildo juggling. I can put that on my goddamn resume. Proficient dildo juggler. Someone's asking for it. You're asking for it, specifically. <laughs> I started, and this is how this can tie back into my other career, science. I learned how to juggle when I worked as a 15-year-old at World of Science, the store that sold fucking crystals, telescopes, and spiritual crystals. You were learning about geology. It was just a bunch of, you know, people buying them because they were spiritual. I know there was, when I was at Exotica, there was a seminar, which I'm so disappointed I missed, unfortunately. But there was a seminar on balancing your pH with a cucumber and or crystals. And I just I kind of wanted to go into that and just laugh my ass off. Let's be frank that it's bullshit. It just completely is. Please don't try to balance the pH of anything into which you could insert a cucumber with a cucumber. That's that is not medically sound. Ladies, there are only a small number of things that should go into or, you know, conversely out of your vagina. A baby may come out of it. A placenta may come out of it, a penis, a well-cleaned dildo that is of proper materials, condoms. Please don't shove a fucking jade egg or a cucumber into there. If you can put ranch dressing on it, don't put it in your vagina. <laughs> like, you could put ranch dressing on a dick, but that, if you can, if you're considering doing that. Oh, that sounds delicious. 
That's going to be in Cosmo next month. It's a great lube and it dresses up an otherwise drab event. Oh, God. I'm just saying, I prefer honey mustard. I just, I think that would make a better, like there's some, there's a good viscousness while still being, uh, having an oily base. I think, I think honey mustard would make a better lube. I feel like there's so many Southerners who are like, (laughs) when I was in Texas a few years ago, my partner, I was going to cook dinner for his family. I was like, oh, I'm going to make a nice Caesar salad dressing. And I swear, even when I say I went through aisle after aisle and I looked for salad dressing, eventually I asked a store employee at a Walmart and I was like, hey, where can I find Caesar salad dressing? He said, dressing? You mean the ranch? And I kid you not, he brought me to a wall. I can't say a shelf or multiple shelves. It was a wall of ranch. I have never seen so much ranch in my life. Wow, Texas. Hey, you did a good job of upholding the stereotype in that one. Good job, Texas. I appreciate you for your Texas-ness. In the apocalypse, someone's going to die under that. Or use it as lube. Or both. Both are possibilities. Please write in to us, info at two girls, one mic. Have you used any food items as either sex toys or lubricants that in retrospect were not good ideas? We will keep you anonymous. Just let us know if you've taken bad advice on the internet, if you did something out of desperation. You know, we have all been there. Look, I have lived. I've made decisions, okay? Oh, same here. We want to hear about yours. And you know what? Like I said, we will keep you all anonymous. We would love to hear your stories. Tell us some stuff about about lube, about your weirdo experiences with lube. I want to know. Heavy whipping cream that turned into butter by the end. Could that happen? Mac and cheese said you decided to curdle. Who knows? Oh my God. There are far too many things under the sink. I wonder how many conditioners have gone empty. Now, conditioners kind of get weird if you rub them too much. But you know what? Someone's probably done it and regretted it. Like I said, this is lube regrets. Lube grets. Ah. Write in your lube grets to info at twogirlswithmike.com. <laughs> We're sorry and thank you. If you have had sex, you have done some stupid shit to your genitalia, I think, at some point in time. Whether you've only had sex with one person or you have had sex with more than one person. Look, all I'm saying is that I know that you are in the kitchen and you are over the sink and the Crisco was within reach. Maybe not the best idea. Or the sesame oil. Look, I know. Spice it up. A little bit of an Asian flair. (laughs) Now I'm trying to wonder if sesame oil would work for lube. It works just as well, I would assume, as Olive oil, which I don't think you still should use at all, but I could be wrong. Coconut oil, I have talked to uh, Twitter's gynecologist, Dr. Jen Gunter, about this for an article I wrote to, you know, to tell the universe, just in case they hadn't heard this, like when a Paltrow was full of shit. And she said that indeed, if you are fluid bonded, i.e. if you are in a relationship where you can safely go without condoms with your partner, then indeed coconut oil, fantastic lubricant, perfectly safe. But if you need to have condoms on, it will not help with the stability of your latex condom. So please keep safety first uh, in mind. Uh, I um, highly recommend coconut oil. Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad at all. The spray kind's even better. I'll start off with country crock first and then I'll ease my way up. Wait, margarine? If it works well on my pancakes, it can work well. Never mind. Is this your Polish escaped communism upbringing? I will keep margarine as good for family as good for me. Look, any kind of fat... Look, all I'm saying is my family is escape communism, any kind of fat, you save it and you store it. Now the uses, eh. It's dinner one day, it's lube the other day, all comes out same end. 
I have no idea what that accent was. Vague Eastern European. Potentially Russian. Who knows? Eastern European, Western Russian. Let's call it Ukraine. Let's possibly call it Ukraine if it exists. Crimea, maybe not so much. It's been a rough year. Bye, Ukraine. We hardly knew ye. You know, for this being our first year-end review slash I mean, technically, we're releasing this kind of at the beginning of the year. So first off, let's probably recap on the last, what is it, 16, 17 episodes that we've gone through? Because holy shit, this has been a ride. Yeah, because let's see, we started this less than like two weeks after we said we should do a podcast in which we review the plot lines of porns because we're idiots and thought that was a great idea. And somehow we've fooled all of you into coming along with us. Well played, guys. Well played. This is actually the smartest and awesomest podcast in all of the land. You're in for a good ride. Don't worry, like next episode is when we show you our boobs. Next one after that. And after that. Well, you've committed to that. I, I haven't. I'm like saying next events, like I'm going to keep saying next one each episode. It's kind of like with medicine five to 10 years away. Oh, that's fair. When I'm Betty White's age, I will show you them. If I get, if I am lucky enough to live to Betty White's age, the titties will come out. Where, where do I even start with this podcast? Because so first off, I am so grateful for the people we've met. Everybody has been so welcoming, so fantastic. You know, I have to give a special thank you to Ella Darling. Yeah, she took us under her wing and was like, "We're I'm going to be your porn big sister. She really has. She is our porn big sister. Absolutely. Ella, if you listen to us, we love you. Anyway, we've gotten to be friends with her uh, and she is just she's so delightful and so lovely and it's if you don't follow her work because you know we did our second episode with her on her vr work and she has a master's in library science and has gone on to do first vr porn and now runs a vr communication company where if you just want to communicate with your loved ones with your friends in virtual reality you can completely separate from the vr platform and she's an entrepreneur and she's so smart and so lovely we're just so grateful that this podcast introduced us to her and i remember reaching out to her and And I found out she was in LA and I was going to be in that area that week. And we ended up having drinks and she was just so fantastic. And I'm so looking forward to seeing her in the next few weeks and hang out with her at the AVN Awards. And she has introduced us to, I mean, if it wasn't for her, we wouldn't have had Nita Hartley or Sin Sage on. And we wouldn't know how, I feel like half the things we kind of weren't sure about, she was like, okay, let's, let me clear the air for you of how it actually is. Here's how this works. And here's how you won't sound like complete idiots while you're trying to figure out how podcasting works, which by the way, if you heard our first handful of episodes while we sounded like complete idiots, thank you for not leaving us. I haven't listened to them. I hate listening to myself and I've been editing our last handful of episodes and I I cannot stand, like I've gotten used to it, but I hate doing it. So listening to us while we were still like, how podcast work does, like, I don't know how you stuck with us. Thank you. You know what? I guess man will go far for reach of women talking about titties. Thank you and we're sorry. Exactly. I think it's cool that y'all are sticking with us for this very strange little ride through the pornographic universe that we inhabit. I mean, in all seriousness, you and I, when we first started, we didn't really totally know what we were doing. No. No, far from it. I mean, we this format is still kind of evolving. Like, we're trying. This is why we keep asking you guys to send us emails. If you're listening to us, you motherfuckers have stories. That's why we're telling you to email us. We think they're funny and we want people to feel like the weird things are more normal because they happen to all of us. We're gonna have a mailbag episode. It's gonna happen. I want that mailbag episode. 
like I said, y'all are our perverts. We have to be someone's ASMR out there. Somebody has to be just slowly, just, you know, it's that, it's that, that, that slow, that's happening somewhere to, to, to the dulcet sounds of us describing pornography. I'm glad we can provide that service. Clearly through these last few episodes, or really not really last few, but dozen or so, finding out what my limits and what my interests are, you know? I never realized how much I needed continuity in my plot lines. <laughs> That's something I wasn't aware. Or the fact that a six-minute long cum shot, one six-minute long cum shot, is a little much for me. You know, I actually really enjoyed that six-minute long cum shot. And not in the... I, I was... I'm not going to say I would masturbate to it because that would be like, I, I just, I can't. Like, that's not a thing I get off on. Like, but like, it made me sit there and think what goes through someone's head. Like, because I've heard, you know, people say time slows down, just ev- the world stops for that moment while they're having that orgasm. And I kind of love that they chose, you know, whenever you're filming something, you're making all these decisions on how you re- represent something. Is it going to be metaphorical? Is it going to be just plain old, here's the come into your face? Uh, and they went very, you know, here's what's going through someone's mind when they're having this orgasm. It was kind of beautiful. I loved it. But you know, that was a little bit long to see cum coming out of someone. Like, we could have seen a little bit more fucking imagery <laughs> to, to go with that. Again, I mean, six-minute long cum shots are a work of modern art. I'm personally not really into modern art. Everybody has their own taste. I'm more of an impressionist era. That's all I'm saying. Actually, oh my god, impressionist art work with cum. Someone needs to do this. Who is a Rembrandt of cum? I'm imagining someone takes cum and puts food dye in it and decides to paint. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. I'm thinking kind of like the women who have used their period blood to... I am I am equally grossed out by both of these concepts. If you are making artwork with your semen, I need to see it. Is someone doing this? I mean, I've seen people make artwork out of people's ashes. Yeah, or, you know, it's your, do- your dog has died. Immortalize him. By giving me $300 to make him into art with glitter. If it gives you peace after your dog has died, cool. It's weird to me, all I'm saying. We should probably discuss some news articles that we found. So here's the thing. You and I continue to run across a number of different news articles, but there's never always an opportune time for you and I to bring it up during the podcast uh, when we're reviewing films. So this is kind of like our first like news episode on porn, I guess. Yeah, year in review on what's happened in the porniverse. And I mean, the biggest thing has clearly been. I mean, it's not just uh, affecting porn, it's affecting all areas of the sex work industry and the internet, really. Uh, FOSTA-SESTA. We keep bringing it up, but it's so important. This is just the most recent part of this has been Tumblr shutting down all adult images. And I mean, I get it. Part of this has been that Tumblr has a huge problem, apparently, with child pornography. You know, it's kind of strange that the only option to get rid of this problem or to gut this out is to get rid of all adult images. Imagery, but man, they're just, do they know what their users use Tumblr for? Actually, even more so, the most recent, in addition to that adoption policy, has been Facebook. I don't know if you saw this, but they have a new sexual solicitation policy. If you Google it, you can easily find it in the community standards. It's like 
point number 15, sexual solicitation. And they list a number of different points. And it's very, 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 as someone who has been banned on Facebook for for stuff that I shouldn't have been banned on, in my opinion. Facebook bans are so arbitrary. It's ridiculous. I don't know how I haven't been banned with my mouth. When I see my friends getting banned for memes, there's, there's no rhyme or reason to it. This new ban is actually, it's really concerning to me because it says it, the rules forbid pornography and other explicit sexual content, which was technically already functionally banned under a different statute. But it doesn't stop there. They also ban implicit sexual solicitation, including the use of sexual slang, the solicitation of nude images, discussion of, quote, sexual partner preference, and even expressing interest in sex. And by the way, that's not an exaggeration. That's actually what it says. Curious what, like, that's the whole context of it. Like, do they mean in classified ads or in just conversation or in forums? Or is that just Facebook wide? Like, that's what I want to know. Like, if they're talking about in class, I'm curious why. Yeah, like this, this is very strange. Well, that's a problem. It, they are trying to lean towards a classified section, but they also say that vague suggestive statements such as, quote, looking for a good time tonight. So it wouldn't be a, really a stretch to think that asking, you know, Netflix and chill could run afoul on this policy. I mean, it's technically sexual slang. And the way I see it is it's not really if hypothetically someone gets banned, but I mean, for many people, Facebook is going to probably just continue the way it always has. But the problem is, it's not if, it's when the trolls come. Our ban is imminent. Oh, yeah. It's just a comment. So guys, please support us on Patreon. Give us $1 a month to keep hanging out with us when we get banned from Facebook. <laughs> please. Oh, oh man seriously like why just part of the cool thing about facebook when it started was it was like and i mean i i get it i'm clearly not a college student anymore i'm like twice that wrinkled now but like part of the cool thing about facebook was you were in college and the old assholes who were mad about everything weren't allowed uh so people couldn't complain about everything and i'm not saying that there shouldn't be some moderation on facebook because there should be but for fuck's sake we just had a friend who was banned for making a meme that was insulting towards Nazis. And I couldn't get somebody banned for sending me anti-Semitic hate mail. Like, can they just, instead of banning everything that's fun and joyful in the world, like flirting, uh, which is how I met my husband by flirting with him on Facebook, could they please maybe just get their shit together and maybe ban a Nazi and not the person saying, hey, Netflix and chill? Uh, It's so frustrating just because I know I've personally given talks on the subject on how actually Facebook's system works. And unfortunately, you have a lot of people who are in countries where they're being paid, you know, only like a buck or two an hour, if not, you know, maybe $3 if we're getting lucky. A lot of which, you know, they're either not enforcing Facebook policy out of protest. And then you have people who have come on record and say, well, yeah, we know Facebook policy, but, you know, I don't feel comfortable with this content on the internet and therefore I'm going to censor it because at the end of the day, you know, you have algorithms, but you also have humans reviewing it and humans can be very flawed. And even with algorithms, what's really interesting is that once an image is in Facebook's algorithm, yeah, and I've had this happen actually with my crayons. Same. So where you've commented uh, an image and you didn't realize maybe the image was banned on Facebook via their algorithm, and you may be totally cool with that person and have that same sense of humor. 
But that image could get you a Facebook ban just because it's within the Facebook algorithm. And I know because I've had this happen a few times. And then I got banned. (laughs) Yeah, like I thought at first that it had to be reporting. And I mean, somebody, most of the time, it has to be from someone reporting you to get the image taken down. I had a picture up. It was Dick Cheney edited to have a, you know, dick head on his head because I'm mature. And it was it was a couple years old. I mean, this thing was from from the 2004 or 2008 election. Like it was uh, no, must have been 2008 because Facebook wasn't really Facebook yet in 2004. But I don't know if someone went through and reported this fucking thing from 2000 goddamn eight, but it was taken down. And I'm like, all right, I figured it was taken down because someone reported it. I didn't realize there was an algorithm. I put it back up because I'm like, guys, someone reported me for this. And I figured it was like a public post or something. I had no idea what the, you know, what the what was immediately taken down. And that's how the algorithm works. As soon as it sees a thing that it's already uh, snipped, gone. Yep. I'm just really concerned with, especially with these new sweeping policies regarding speech, technically on Facebook, how it's going to end up targeting different communities like censoring sexual health resources, targeting LGBT communities, uh, engaging more harassment campaigns. Because again, it's not if, it's when the trolls hit. And it's always a when. And it, it makes me very nervous, unfortunately. And I feel like every time I've been nervous, it's been proven true. So yeah, I'm just not looking forward to this. So guys, let's let's try reversing Sesta Fosta. Call your congressperson, say it's shit. Yeah, Sesta Fosta was just a horrible idea. And I, as much as I love Kamala Harris, I'm quite upset that she was a, a huge proponent of the bill. Kristen Gillibrand, tons of people. Ladies, way to fuck over sex workers. This is bad feminism. Let's just don't pass bad legislation, please. This this bill helped. Like I get it. They thought this was going to help with sex trafficking. You know why we knew it was going to help with sex trafficking? A bunch of celebrities made a commercial saying it was going to help with sex trafficking. You fucking assholes. Why didn't they ask a sex worker? Why didn't they ask anyone whose lives were actually going to be impacted by it? Well, they didn't want to talk to the sex workers, according to some of the porn stars we spoke with. Yeah, they didn't want to know the opinions of the people whose livelihoods were going to be affected by this. I still see uh, Mistress Matisse talking about this on Twitter from time to time. She knows sex workers whose lives have been endangered because of this, because a lot of people who work, you know, sex workers, they vet clients online. It's much easier to do all all of this work online, then then do this on the streets where you don't know anything about the client you're about to get into bed with. And you know what? We can sit here and pretend that banning it is going to make it not be a thing. Or we could be adults and admit that this is always going to be a thing and be respectful to the sex worker and let them have a safe work environment. And I, I don't see why we can't finally have an adult conversation. We have as much as I, as I disagree with Trump on everything, we we know he has hired sex workers at this point. I wonder why we can't when we're at that point where, you know, reverends are giving him a mulligan on that, why we can't accept and give rights to sex workers. Because we're prudes in America. Speaking of prudes, so let's go across the pond. I was listening to a different podcast because sometimes I like to listen to other podcasts than my own, believe it or not. I do that too. So I think I share this one with you, Eva. I found this podcast. It, they're based in Germany. They're called the Ersties Podcast. Oh yeah, Ersties. It's They're doing not quite exactly what we do, but they're doing some wonderful stuff with sex and sexuality and, and being... Yeah, it's, let's talk a little bit more about this. I stumbled on their podcast 
podcast and I was listening to an episode that they were having actually regarding verification within the UK and what their laws were because I wanted to learn a little bit more and they did some great research on it and I was not aware of everything that was going on with the Digital Economy Act. I don't know what episode you listened to, um, but can I speak about this for like two seconds of what's going on there? Yeah, 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 go ahead. In this specific episode that I was listening to, they spoke with an obscenity lawyer as well as a number of different directors and workers within the industry. And the whole concept is to stop persons under the age of 18 from viewing porn. So much like we have ratings in the US, G, PG, rate 13, NC-17, etc. They wanted some way to enforce that, you know, if you're going to look at porn, there has to be some way to verify it. And it seems sensible. However, the problem is when you look at it, so first off, in the law itself, it doesn't specify how exactly they need to go about figuring out this verification process. They leave it to the companies, wait, it gets more interesting. And then on top of that, security actually really isn't tied into this law. Here's the problem. A lot of people verify their identity and who they are via, well, some form of identification via passport, driver's license, a credit card, let's say a bank statement, insurance, etc. But that's a massive, massive issue because now you have identification of these persons tied to an email address. And not only do you have that tied to an email address, but you have these people's viewing habits. So do you remember what happened with the Ashley Madison scandal a few years ago? Oh, yeah, that was, uh, you know, it was kind of crazy about that. Because I at first going into it, I thought that in this is I know it's a tangent. I was like, these cheating bastards. One of my friends whose wife has a long term degenerative condition, you know, they had an arrangement, you know, it's where it was fine. And I sat there thinking how many people, you know, are in open relationships, poly relationships, you know, you know, whose names have appeared on these lists and who we have no business, you know, that people just made assumptions. I felt bad at one point because I, I got very, you know, I got a little judgy about it when it first came out. And then when my friend said, hey, my name was on there and this is why I was like, God damn it. You know, you always need to protect your data. And that's a problem. Now you have all of this data that's going to be potentially leaked into the public domain. And that actually in itself is a national security risk. What the biggest issue is that they've been working hand in hand with MindGeek. And everybody is familiar with MindGeek, even if they haven't heard of that company specifically. They control like basically all the tube sites. So your YouPorn, your Pornhub, your RedTube, your browsers, etc. They dominate the market. When I say look at the top 100 porn sites, they control a lot of them. They help you get off quite a bit. You're welcome. The problem is that they also have, when I was listening to this podcast, and I didn't realize, and I did some research, and it's true, they have a horrific history when it comes to uh, protecting your data. They're constantly having leaks and breaches. In the last five years, they've had three major occasions of breaches and leaks. So the biggest porn company in the world where you have 25 million people with a username and password accessing it per month, having that content leaked. I mean, can you imagine that happening? We should probably change our password from I love all of the porn, give me more sex, one, two, three, four. Probably. Like that was too obvious, right? Or wait, did you change it last month to give me two dicks in the ass, please? Now, daddy. I changed it actually to anal lover uh, 69. But was it again too obvious? 
It's, you know, I might have changed it back to Yvette wants more tentacles. Will she stop fucking talking about the tentacles, that bitch? Shit, no, I changed it to uh, slippery when wet. I'm actually referring to my vagina, um, but seriously, slippery when wet. I know someone who had that tattooed on their hip and claims they were a virgin. And I'm like, girl, like, oh, honey. I'm not saying you're sending mixed messages, but I'm saying you might not have understood the ramifications of what you were doing with that tattoo or you know or she was lying about being a virgin i mean just to tie this up really quickly the uk is saying that you know they're going to rely on the gdpr which they say is sufficient you know that whole thing where everybody was getting like we're updating our terms and conditions oh yeah there's a privacy policy on everyone's website now that's more on not stopping the crime but that's like after it happens. We took a little bit of your your data. Thanks for your privacy and your security. Fuck off. Like that's basically the internet now. It's your we own you. God, get depressed and watch uh this season of South Park and yeah, the last there's a there's a very poignant episode on Amazon and how it kind of owns us at this point. It's like, yeah, we give up these things because we want convenience. That's what we do with things like Facebook and Amazon. We'll link to uh, their podcast in the show notes if you want to check them out. They had some great information. I listened to uh, their one on sexual healing. Now, it's well, no, it's I, I, I do suffer from a good deal of anxiety and depression. And I don't think I've talked about it on this podcast before. But, you know, especially in the winter, it gets a little bit worse. I've had a bit of a rough year going through their podcast and hearing, uh, hearing people talking openly uh, with uh, a sex worker and a bondage artist and how sex work can help with things that are keeping your sex drive down. And, you know, talking talking openly about how anxiety and depression can affect your sex life. It's nice to hear a sex-positive podcast run by women approaching these types of things because, I, you know, we need more than just us assholes who are here making jokes about pornography. <laughs> so I, I love their approach to this, and it's something that a huge cross-section of our audience could get something out of. So uh, go check them out. Ersties, E-R-S-T-I-E es-podcast.com. So speaking of year in review and data, actually this um, would lead in really well. It's a great segue to uh, the Pornhub's 2018 year in review. Not that we're saying that size matters, but 2018 was an impressively big year for Pornhub and its users. Visits to Pornhub totaled $33.5 billion over the course of 2018, an increase in f- of 5 billion visits over 2017. That equates to a daily average of 92 billion visitors. And at the time of this writing, Pornhub's daily visits now exceeds 100 million. To put that into perspective, that's as if the combined populations of Canada, Poland, and Australia all visited Pornhub every day. So yeah, uh, y'all are fucking touching yourselves a lot. Good jobs. I'm more impressed with uh, the searches to define 2018. I mean, obviously Stormy was going to be number one, but number two was Fortnite. What? For- Fortnite? There's Fortnite porn? Oh my god. There's Fortnite porn! Why is there for- why? For- <sighs> If you watch Fortnite porn, write in. I don't understand. I get it that I, I, I am a Nintendo lover. It is my, like, I don't call myself a, a gamer per se, but, like, I love my Switch. Bowsette porn? Really? I'm very proud of Bowsette porn. I, I mean, maybe this will help carry on my pterodactyl thing. <laughs> I don't know. 
but Bowsette, oh my god. I don't think there was actually ever a Bowsette character from what I'm aware of. Ah, maybe that's why he was always after the princess. You know, maybe we need to find him a Bowsette. We do. Every Bowser needs a Bowsette. That is true. That's true. Let's see. So most search terms, this is not surprising at all. Let's see. Lesbian, hentai, MILF, stepmom, and Japanese in the that order. MILF, and then like right after Japanese is mom. So people are digging moms. So you go hot moms. People want to masturbate to you. Or much like our previous guests, Sylvia Sage and Mercedes Carrera and all of our friends who aren't moms, but play your hot stepmoms in the favorite porns you watch. You know, good for all of them. One day you're playing the stepdaughter, the next day you're playing the MILF. The porn industry. Ah. Literally same week. Way, let's see, I know hentai was way up there, but then uh, again, we see anime way down the list. So, I mean, there are a couple of these things that are in there twice. And I mean, you people are fucking kinky. I mean, anal uh, gangbangs. There are things in here that are off the beaten track. So speaking of handfuls, I'm actually very, <laughs> I'm very proud of the Philippines. Uh, number one, in time spent per visit, 13 minutes and 50 seconds. They take their time. Well done, Philippines. I hope that you are satisfying your significant others when you are not getting off via Pornhub. That is my, that is my dear hope. Now, so most search porn stars for the year, of course, as you said already, Stormy Daniels at the top of the list. We had, oh, one of, uh, one of our people that we've, uh, discussed on here a, a bit and who we're hoping to have on, Lisa Ann, is on here. We're going to say friend of the show because once you start sliding into our Twitter DMs, you're, yeah, you're a friend of the show. Lisa Ann, we, we want, if you're not, if you don't consider yourself a friend of the show yet, we want you to be a friend of the show. We want your, we want your love. We just want, we just, we're, I'm just a girl standing in front of a, another girl asking you to be our, our podcast friend. Okay, moving on. So it's, you know, great list of most searched porn stars for our most searched male porn stars. Uh, let's see, James Dean, one on the top of the list. Jordi El Nino Poya is uh, number, let's see, uh, no, ranked very strangely, but they're, I'm trying to figure out how these rankings work because it says it's like number 12, number 36, number 55. I just want Manuel Ferreira to be higher. That's it. That's all I want. Because we've heard that Manuel Ferreira is the guy that all of the women want, like, are like, yeah, if you could have a scene with any of them, they all answered Manuel Ferreira. So have we have we watched him in any of the porns we've watched yet or no? Not not together individually. I have <laughs> Well, obviously. Look, I'm just saying everyone has a preference. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I have a uh, from the no- list of non uh, of porn stars who we haven't uh, watched yet. I have a preference in female porn stars. I I don't know how it's going how it's going to work once we have a favorite of ours on the show. Are we gonna get starstruck? I, I mean vaginally struck? I don't know. How does this work? Like I have a little bit of a thing for Lena Paul. I dig her. She is beautiful. I believe a couple years ago she won best newcomer of the year. Pun intended. At the age ends and she's uh it's if it was intended well played but yeah she's beautiful i enjoy her work i have enjoyed her work quite a bit but yeah if we ever managed to get her on i would be thrilled but then i'm sitting here going would i just like what you know what's my reaction to that gonna be it's like hi i've masturbated to your work what's going on it does seem a little different than if it's someone that you're going into the interview without seeing the product Oh, so favorite times to watch porn? Tends to be at midnight, and I am not surprised at all. Is that I can't get to sleep quite yet, and I need a little kicker, little extra, little extra dopamine. Day of the week, oh. Most viewed categories. Oh, yeah, let's, let's just say India, apparently, they're big into MILF porn. 
My favorite is the Middle East and anal. So I have a fun story about that. I have a friend. This friend actually uh, was telling me that when he, uh, so he's from Iraq. He was telling me that he used to be married at one point. I was like, wait, what? And because he's my age, he's rather young. And it turns out that in Iraq, you can get a temporary marriage certificate for a few hours. Oh. To have sex with someone. Oh my god. I l- pretend I made my rant on religion and let's move on. Wait, it gets better. He was telling me we were actually, it was um, me, him, and a bunch of our friends. We were out at a bar and he was complaining, oh my god, every single girl that I sleep with, she just wants to only do anal. And all of us just bust out laughing because we didn't realize that in the Middle East, it's basically like- Is it like Catholicism? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, the loophole baby. So they're just watching in porn what they're getting at home. I'm surprised. I mean, I'm not. Su- I, I'm not shocked. I'm just. I. You know what? Uh, re- religion will fuck with your fucking across cultures. Let's see. There is a huge uh, love for hentai on the western border of South America. I'm. I'm amused by that. I or not. Not amused. I'm just. I. That's interesting. No problem. Just why not. And then it seems like the rest of America is just like, what's up, lesbians? Pretty much. One of my personal favorite things was just, you know, seeing what the different countries are checking out. So Poland, for example, it not they not only show like top five porn stars, but categories, but also what people are searching for. So I wasn't surprised when the top trending searches you see. So first off, I was surprised with, again, Fortnite, Poland, Fortnite, what's up? I I just don't know. Uh, Fortnite as a, po- why? why, you know? You know what? Maybe there are just things I don't understand about this world. I'll go with that. Yeah, let, let's go with it. But I love how an increase of over 232% was Duja Tsitsuki. And Duja Tsitsuki means huge tits. That does not surprise me as someone who is very Polish. Yeah, big titties. Not surprising. Wait, do you speak Polish fluently? I, I, it's somehow this has just never come. Yes, I do. Oh, dear. It's I'm not going to do that thing where I ask you to speak Polish for me because that's always weird. <laughs> But it's like at some point, if it ever comes up, Later. I'm gonna, oh, baby, like that's I'll, I'll speak French to you and you can speak Polish to me and that'll be fucking stupid. So let's not. <laughs> let's see. Age of Pornhub visitors. The, the 18 to 24 category makes me laugh because I'm like more like the 15 to 24 category because they all figured out you can just click. Yes. It's like, oh, yeah, that's that's a really good security system you have there. Uh, one last thing in this Pornhub article, there's uh, a bit on traffic by phone, desktop, and tablet. Y'all are watching a lot of porn on your cell phones in the bathroom at work, I would guess. Where else would you? I mean, or in bed after your spouse has gone to bed, whichever. I don't I don't know your life. I find it amusing that we in the age of high def have decided, no, nah, we're going to watch this on our cell phone. Because, you know, that's a way to not see the zits on people's butts. So now that we have all of this data of who's watching what, when, and where, and how, I stumbled upon this article where apparently you can make money by reporting porn to the police in China. So much so you can make up to even $120,000 by reporting porn, which I think it's pretty horrible. But let's talk about it because I feel like this is something that's been part of this year. And as of December 1st, 
Chinese people are kind of fucked a little bit. Not in a good way. Reporting porn to the police? Reporting porn watching? Or reporting, like, the... I, I Basically, they're trying to get rid of all pornography? If you find people who are uh, publishing pornographic or illegal content, you can report that person to the authorities. Well, I guess you and I are never allowed in China. Chinese listeners, thanks for listening to us. Thank you for downloading those VPNs and taking that risk to possibly masturbate to our voices. It's cool of you. But that's kind of horrifying the point to which they're going with the social justice currency. And I always wonder what our media gets right about that because I, I hope that we're getting honest reporting on things like I always think that we might be getting a slightly different view of it and you never know what it's like to live within that kind of system. But like, Jesus, these stories just, you know, they do sound like it's as bad as it sounds. It's really unfortunate because in China, and I looked into this, every kind of porn is illegal and the government recently doubled the reward for any porn bounty hunters who snitch on smutty distributors. Porn bounty hunters. Uh, We're going back to bootleg dildos, guys. Apparently they won't be coming from China. Clearly not. It's incredible. And the government body charged with cleaning up China's web is known as the National Office Against Pornographic and Illegal Publications. I want to point out one thing. Even though like, we look at this and go, this is archaic and horrible. There are a lot of mainstream Republicans who think that pornography is harmful. Like it's mentally harmful. It causes all sorts of, of detrimental issues to society. So I mean... The these thoughts that porn causes people to go into, shall we say, a bad state of mind are not, you know, limited to places that limit their, you know, severely limit their citizens' freedom. This, this happens here, too. To a lesser degree, of course. There is something to be said for the fight that Hugh Hefner went through to try to get pornography more legalized. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, there are different organizations like Fight the New Drug, which explicitly go and propagate that pornography is a drug. Ugh, they're horrible. Nobody has ever knocked off a convenience store to pick up one of the dirty fucking magazines. God, God. Sorry, I, I'm allergic to bullshit. So you'll have these people who are, for example, right-wing and criticizing communists for banning porn, and yet you have a number of Republicans in different states also doing the same thing. Not to say anything of the Democrats, because they do also, I mean, come on, FASA had a lot of Democrats, 50 plus that supported that shit. But going back, so for example, since 2016, you have 11 states and counting that have declared porn a public health crisis. Yeah, porn's the public health crisis, not... And I mean, I, I know that there's evidence that the water in Flint has gotten a, a good deal of the treatment it needs, but it's like, porn's the public health crisis and not global warming, not all the other shit that's a Ah. All I'm saying is Florida passed in 2018 a House resolution that porn was a public health crisis. I think that's a, porn is the least of Florida's problems. That's all I'm saying. Kentucky, Kansas, Arkansas, come on, really? I'm just saying. South Dakota, Tennessee, Utah, I'm calling you out. I've heard of this epidemic of opioids that may be plaguing the nation slightly worse than pornography because one of these is a drug that kills people and the other is a thing that helps you get an orgasm. I I don't know how one is an epidemic. Somehow, I don't know if I, I missed a memo. 
Yeah. So how about this? Let's reflect on maybe the most positive moments from our podcast, what maybe we've learned so far, and what we're looking forward to in this new year, because we have so much to look forward to. I have learned that if you accidentally freeze in a white power pose, that Tom Arnold will get a hard on. Well, thank you. Well, I mean, I don't know if he actually got a hard on, but his response to that was amusing. Either way, we had a great time with him on. I I've been amazed at the amount of comedy that we could suck out of porn. You know, normally it's just come, but this time porn uh, given us some funnies. You know, this all kind of started with a, a joke and with me realizing I should probably stop cracking jokes at the plot while I was trying to watch porn with my husband because God knows that's a mood killer. But, you know, I've, it's been amazing to sit here with my bestie and making some giggles happen while talking about penises. I mean, I've said I made a career on dick jokes and I'm go I'm I'm leaning in on that. So Alice, what what have been, what's been your takeaway so far from the year? I mean, I've definitely learned you can integrate any kind of costume into porn. Everything from a toast costume to a jack in the box to being a pimp, everything. Apparently even a, a pit of quicksand, which we're going to find out about soon somehow. Yeah, we are absolutely talking about quicksand porn soon. This is happening. Oh, and I've also, by the way, I was actually at a party recently and I was talking to someone who was a professional porn reviewer and she said to me you've covered uh, girls farting on sheet cakes right girls farting on sheet i didn't know this was a thing i have questions like is the farting the part that is it is it that the girls have nice butts do they have nicely bleached assholes is the farting the good part is the sheet cake the good part is it the combination of a- i need to know i need to- if you if you masturbate to girls farting on sheet cakes email us at info girl to girlswellmike.com. I need to know. This is amazing. I need to know what type of sheet cake. Was it on frosting or was it done on a layer of confectioner sugar? Why couldn't it just be done on confectioner sugar and then just have a like poof of sugar and cloud of dust? I'm picturing those big, like, you know, the yellow sheet cake, that uh, layer of icing that you get at like elementary school birthday parties, the stuff that just you are going to be on such a sugar high for the next three hours that your teacher regrets the day you were born because now you have a birthday party. That's what I'm picturing for the sheet cake they're farting on, but I could be wrong. Maybe they like a light whipped buttercream. I don't know. I need to know. What are the specifics on this? Buttercream in your butt. Oh, does this get integrated? Is there like an enema happening here? What is going on with the farting on sheet cakes? I Now I want cake. Fuck. No, I have a question now. So sometimes when you go order a sheet cake from like a Walmart, they'll ask you, what do you want to write on the sheet cake? Fart on me. Make it stinky. Do they say sit on me on the sheet cake? What else do they sit on my face? I have some, I mean, do they sit on it afterwards? Like what? Does that cause like bacterial vaginosis? I'm just saying. Can you get a yeast infection from the yeast in a sheet cake? Info at twogirlswomake.com. I'm so, I, sheet caking. Cake shouldn't be. Please, whatever you do, like fart on the sheet cake, but please make sure you have a spotter when you are farting on your your sheet cake so that you do not fall into the sheet cake. We are not sure of the effects of this much sugar and lard on one's lady parts. I wonder if there's porn for men 
men farting on sheet on, on sheet cake. I have that did not come up, did it? No, of course not. Because women are <laughs> women are not looking for men farting on sheet cakes yet. Rule thirty four. It's out there. There's someone. You know, there's someone. There's someone for everyone. I'm just a girl looking at at my podcast partner asking, isn't there some woman out there who wants a man who farts on sheet cake? And I hope it's no, but God damn it, there probably is. And we support you if that's your kink. Us not understanding it, it makes no difference whatsoever. You you do you and you enjoy everything the world has to offer your genitalia. So sheet cake experts, sheet cake farters, please contact us. I'm as interested in you as a people who put their smush their face into bread. Let's get some more carbohydrate-based guests on this show. I think that's a good a good plan for the new year. So we do have some fun plans for the new year. Uh, Alice is going to the AVNs. Uh, as has been mentioned, I am moving abroad. If I have, uh, it's that is planned for within the next, God, it's imminent. Uh, if that does not interfere with my schedule, I might be heading to the AVNs as well. Otherwise, Alice will come back with dispatches from Mecca of porn, which I am so excited about. Is that the only thing I'll come back with? Well, hopefully not an STD. I mean, they say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, except for herpes. So I mean, come back with souvenirs and good pictures. But like, you know, so I promise I'll come back with stories as well as maybe some toys. And oh, by the way, not only am I attending the expo, I'm attending the actual award ceremony. So I am dolling myself up. This is happening. I hope that I can fit this into my schedule before I move. But goddamn, that's you're gonna have so much fun. I swear to God, if your schedule lines up, I will floor you out. It's, I might have enough frequent flyer miles, actually. So we will uh, we will look into if this is possible. Either that or I'll just fucking take a bus. I'll get out there somehow. Yeah, this has been uh, our, our next month is going to be fun. We have big things on the horizon. We are trying like, look, we're going to I'm going to be blunt with my big move coming up. We are not sure what time of day we're going to be recording. Like a couple things are up in the air, but don't worry, we're still going to be doing weekly episodes. We are still going to be getting as many wonderful guests as we can have on as I'm going to be in another time zone. I'm going to be recording this at like two in the morning, three in the morning for me uh, to accommodate our, our wonderful people who agree to come and hang out with us. But you know, other than that, everything's going to remain the same. And we do this out of a labor of love and humor for you wonderful people who come hang out with us once a week. And because Alice and I are perverts, and we love hanging out together and ha- cracking jokes. I mean, let's be realistic. If I didn't discuss porn with you, I feel like everybody else would have to tolerate it. And there's only so much people can tolerate of me discussing porn. I was at Christmas dinner to discussing porn, the porn podcast, actually. And by the way, my father saw my uh, dick necklace online and he was like, oh, you're not proud enough to wear it? I was like, no, I am. And I threw it on. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. You will not stop me. You're like, are you going to challenge me into thinking that you, uh, do you think I can be embarrassed? Oh, that's cute. Do you Bring not it on. know who your daughter is? Oh. We went to visit my mother-in-law this past weekend and like she was, you know, she talked about the podcast a little bit. She's like, I don't listen to it. I should listen. I'm like, and I'm like, you know, if she wants to listen to it, okay. But I'm like, no, you don't have to. I'm like, it's not that I don't want her to. She can totally listen to it. There's nothing that I say in here that I wouldn't say in front of the entire planet. Obviously, I know this goes out to whoever the hell wants to listen. But, you know, including my mother-in-law, if she wants to. It's just, you know, like, I, I know I have some friends that feel like, uh, you know, that are that feel guilty for not listening. I'm like, if I listen to all of my friends' podcasts, I would never get 
any work done. And I already have ADHD. <laughs> so like, good luck getting me to get, you know, all the podcasts that all my friends do. And it's just not possible. So I, you know, it's it's cool when, we, when I find out that my friends are not only listening to it, but I see a couple of my buddies supporting us on Patreon, which is really nice. So I'm glad you guys are enjoying this. Speaking of Patreon, by the way, uh, this is how we not only pay for our porn, but I expenses like hosting and website shit and sending mics out to our guests. Thanks for supporting us. And by the way, so special thanks to some new patrons and some old, including our Cody Warren, BN Bob Mudford, Brian Goody, Jeff Peterson, Sonia Eau Claire, Tracy Miller. So if you want to support us as well, just hop right over to patreon.com slash two girls one mic, or you can't do it that way. Just fucking tell all your friends and uh, tell everyone you know, everyone you love, everyone you hate, everybody on the chat rooms. Tell everyone you know who watches porn, which means tell everyone. Tell your grandmother. She watches porn. Yeah, she does. We had someone comment the other day and on some thread, I forget where it was, that was talking about sex. I had a little bit of a Christmas ruining or childhood ruining tweet. I said out into the universe, your childhood Christmas mornings were fueled by half-used vibrator batteries because your parents didn't check the batteries not included sign on your toys, but they sure as shit had their adult toys loaded up. Merry Christmas. People had feelings about that one. Oh, really? Somebody said, my mother was Catholic. She would never. I'm like, no, your mother was Catholic. She definitely had a fucking vibrator. (laughs) Another person said, uh, no, my parents weren't having sex the last several years of marriage. So I doubt it. I'm like, no, then your mother definitely had a vibrator, son. Our generation didn't invent sex. We're not the chicken that sprang forth the first egg. All right. There was some laying and some laying of eggs. Ta-da. My worst joke of the year. Well, you know what? We now have a whole new year for more <laughs> worst jokes, so don't worry. It's we can I can dig lower. I've hit bottom. Let's find payload. So Yvette, where can our listeners find you when you're not fucking around on this podcast? It's when I'm not fucking around on this podcast. I'm over at the Cybabe on Twitter and Instagram and over at Facebook.com slash Cybabe. And this will shock you, Cybabe.com. Just a lot of sighing and babing. Uh, Alice, where can people find you? Well, if they can't find me on our Patreon, where I'm on there way too often, they can find me on Twitter, where I'm also on just way too often, at Rational Blonde. But you know what? They can always just tune in weekly. We, we talk to people here on Facebook, on Twitter, just into the abyss. Yeah. Just come hang out with us. And just come, please. Come. Just come. Come a lot. Yeah. Come. In general. It's, I mean, it's Christmas. Come, they told, hold on, bang my mic. It's Christmas. Come, they told me. Pum. Did anyone ever ask what pum means? I mean, I know it's probably the banging of the drum, but it could be, you know. Banging over the headboard. Exactly. I, I'm going to go yeah. with that. Pum-pum-pum. Yeah, I'm going to try that tonight. We'll see what happens. I want a scientific evaluation back. All right. I think at this point when we're scientifically evaluating pum for banging rhythm, it's time to wrap this up. Thank you guys for tuning in with us. We will see you next week. 